ilovethetruth.com. This is Roger with The Truth Radio, and we're sending Bibles to the world. Here's Michael with the Bible League. She didn't grow bitter. She grew bold. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International. When I visited the Middle East, I met 19-year-old Aria, who would describe herself as a devout Muslim. She said, I read my Quran. I said my prayers five times a day, but when they brought no peace, she accepted the invitation of a Christian friend to attend a Bible study. She would become a follower of Jesus, but her father, a radicalized man, beat her nearly to death, called the authorities, to report her as an infidel. They took her to a remote cell where they beat her, violated her, even pulled fingernails from either hand, but when they let her go, she did not grow bitter. She grew bold with others in her evangelical church there in Egypt. They have seen more than 300 come to Christ, but they're in a place where it's impossible to find a Bible. Roger? $5 sends a Bible, 100 cents 20. Call 800-YES-WORD, 800-Y-E-S-W-O-R-D, or click the Bible League banner at ilovethetruth.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to SWAT Radio here on Wednesday, November 15th. I'm David Gray in this week for Doug McCary, and uh, my co-host Brad Sykes is back from his Adventures and travels, and uh, <laughs> glad to have you back in the studio, Brad. Uh, Good to be back, man. It uh, I and I, I mean I jumped right into the fire today. As uh, got to got to come teach the Wednesday SWAT group, and uh, thankful, always thankful for the opportunity when you know when Doug you know kind of gives over the pulpit to to allow <laughs> us to uh, to come in and teach. Uh, we were just talking about it before we came on the air how much i you know sometimes you feel like you're under the gun man i got to prepare a lesson i want it to be good I want people to be impacted I want god to be glorified all those things they're all good things but sometimes we can push it right to the edge and uh it's uh it's, i didn't have a lot of margin in my life this week mm-hmm. but uh thankful that doug gave me the opportunity to 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 open god's word with the men today Yep. And I know you're doing it tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, right? yeah, with yeah. our Mandarin group. Well, we have a – it's a little different setup because Doug is not teaching on the Thursday morning Mandarin group. Uh, but we – when he decided to back away from that, as as is completely understandable why he did, because uh, he's teaching five or six <laughs> groups a yes. week. Yep. Um, you know, we made the decision with Doug to keep that group together and have a rotation of some of us to, to lead that. So – it's you know uh, many, many hands make easy work how does the saying go yeah. but we we're rotating between peak, uh, guys that are familiar to this audience uh, Craig Henderson and Brian Andrew who Craig yeah Henderson I'm sorry who and Brian <laughs> I'm thinking did I say his name right uh who were here the last couple days and uh, another guy Nick Leekus and uh so we all kind of rotate and so it's we teach a couple weeks and then we're off for four or five weeks, you know, and the other guys are taking turns and we're using Doug's notes. And so it's similar to what's being taught in the other SWAT groups. And so, uh, it's, it's a real privilege to do that. And, uh, it's a great group and it's good that we were able to keep that core group that was always meeting at Jumpin' Jack's house of food over in Mandarin together. And we're now meeting at the new location for Jumpin' Jack's, which is uh, right here near JTB in 95 in the same building that the, the Wounded Warrior Project yeah. is in. So. And I really I like the fact, I like that uh, 
method. I, I like having other uh, other guys to rely on to teach. Doug and I talk about it a lot. The importance of uh, you don't always have to be the teacher. You know, a Doug has come in even when I've taught yeah. a few times where he just sits there with the rest of the guys, and I think it's good for him. Yeah. We we you know we talk about that. You know, so oftentimes those of us who teach. We're quickly we're quick to respond. Yes, I'll teach. Yes, I'll teach. Yes, I'll teach. But what happens is, you know, who do we go to when we need a teacher? Well, we go to those same few guys, yeah. as opposed to raising up some new uh, some right. new guys to teach. Yeah. I was actually talking about that the this morning or this afternoon at the the group today. That so oftentimes people go, well, I'm not. I don't have the gift of teaching. Yes, there is a gift of teaching. But that doesn't mean you're not called to teach. In fact, quite quite the opposite. You right. are called to teach. Right, right. In fact, I, you know, we always do the Shema. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually took that text after we had our prayer, and I said, okay, I want you to go to Deuteronomy 6. Mm. And I want you to look at – so we typically quote Deuteronomy 6, verse 4 and 5. I said, but you know what's happened, and this is often the case with a lot of things that we recite, whether it's a catechism – the Lord's prayer, whatever it might be, and yet we don't really know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, and so I, I had the guys let's go let's go that look at idea. that text yeah. and and we looked at verses seven through nine. So we know well actually verses six through nine, which if you're used to praying the Shema, which is awesome, go go back and and read verses six through nine. Well, now I'll have to do that tomorrow morning. Well, That's it's a the, great idea. It's the idea that. Uh, it, it, Moses is talking about the importance of teaching these things mm-hmm. to the next generation. Yeah. And uh, so oftentimes in our culture, you know, we rely on gifted teachers. We rely on gifted communicators or, hey, I know that guy really knows how to pray. I'm going to ask him to pray every right. single time. Right. Well, listen, if we don't ever hand the baton to somebody, whether it's teaching or prayer or whatever discipleship, any of those things that God has commanded us to do, then we are really in a rut yeah. that we shouldn't be in. Well, and and that's how people learn. You learn by doing it. I mean, it you you don't maybe don't want to be completely thrown into the fire. You need guy. We all need right. guidance. Right. But you learn by doing it. I mean, I can remember my first attempts at leading groups and teaching and. You know, I'm glad I don't have a video to go back and, and look at some of that because I'm sure I'd wince a little Absolutely. bit. But, uh, but yeah, the, and the other part of what you're talking about is when you, there's nothing like having to, there's nothing like teaching something to really learn it. No, right? no doubt. It, it is no such doubt. a great tool to learn things. Uh, and, and when you, you know, you and I were talking before we came on the air, Doug, Doug gives notes on, you know, outline on, on the week's lesson as he's prepared it and. You know, one of the things I do is I try to take his notes and I just rewrite them in 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 a kind of a what, outline. So I can, well, well, yeah. Well, can I just say it on the air, on the record, Doug? If you're listening, and hopefully you will listen, you, your outlines are are jacked up. I mean, <laughs> well, the notes love, are the content is great. Oh, the Sometimes content. the format is a little tough to follow. I, but, I really want to yeah. see what you're putting. How are you doing that? I'm like, because yeah. I'm the same way. I actually look at it and I have to. I have to kind of go back through it. And, yeah. Well, but, I, I rewrite it not just to get it in a format that I'm used to, but by rewriting it, 
I absorb it. Exactly. And yeah. I can make some notes to myself exactly. about things that God might might put on my heart. And yeah, in the middle of his notes the other day, I think I saw some baseball scores right in the middle of the formatting and the notes. So I'm not sure what that was. Well, like I said, I'm super grateful that Doug trust me or you or Craig or Brian or anybody uh, to open the word with the guys that he's shepherding. And he's, yeah. he is shepherding many That's of right. us. And uh, That's super right. thankful for that, his diligence. And his notes are great, actually. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I just got to oh, tease the, him every once well, in a while. Well, the, the stuff he pulls out of the, the, the scripture has yeah. always, yeah. always been so helpful to me. And it was always so helpful to me just listening to him yeah. teach it. But now yeah. to take that material, incorporate it myself, and then have to teach it to others is uh, is a great well, exercise. I effectively uh, I talked about that a little bit today. That you know when we talk about giftings and teaching and well, I'm not good at that. I'm not gifted at that. I don't have a passion for that. The, the reality is, if you're a, a Christ follower, you are a teacher. You, you should be a teacher. And Paul told mm-hmm. Timothy, he said, do, "Do your best to present yourself uh, to God as one approved, mm-hmm. uh, a worker who has no need to be ashamed." Rightly rightly handling the word of truth yeah so you know we're you may not think of yourself as a teacher maybe like doug it teaches or like your pastor but uh you probably have somebody yeah. you need to be teaching yeah and certainly starting in your family absolutely right? if you have kids absolutely and, um uh i also think that by teaching things you know we talk so much about the need to know scripture is so many reasons, but a big one is to be able to discern truth from error. Mm. And when so you, important. when you teach things and, and you, know, you and I, and you, know, you do it more often than me, but one of the things that's been great, not only about teaching the study, but, but being on the radio and talking about these lessons is, you know, the rep, the, the repetition in some ways really drills it into you. And so yes, when you does. hear something that's false, your my antenna go up so much quicker because I've been doing things like this than if I wasn't. Yeah. Right. So right. Um, another another benefit. Well, so I was telling somebody. Uh, by the way, I was out in Texas this past week, and um, one of the so I, I uh, went back for the Texas TCU game, and uh, I know I've got a couple of good TCU fans here that tune in. And uh, it, it was a, you know, we, we kind of went with an expected beatdown, but it turned out to be respectable in the end. We didn't win, but it was it was close. One of the guys asked me, I can't believe you get up, you do radio every day. And I said, you know, I love it. Mm-hmm. It's not the radio. It's not the, the getting on and, right. well, this is, you know, it is what you talked about. It's It forces me to become very mm-hmm. familiar yeah. with the text. Right. And, uh, and, and and that the reality, that's why one of the reasons I wanted uh, the guys to go back and look at the text of the Shema, the Deuteronomy mm-hmm. 6 passage, because uh, beginning in verse 6, it talks about really not just it being in your head, but that it's it covers your life. Mm-hmm. It covers your home. It covers your mind, your heart. your And so oftentimes we hear a message on Sunday, and by Tuesday— uh, we've forgotten, right? You know, and so being in the Word, I mean, Paul, Paul says um, t- uh, in Acts seventeen eleven, he's speaking of the Bereans. He says that they're more noble than those mm. in Thessalonica. They examine the Scriptures. He says they they receive the Word with eagerness, 
examining the scriptures daily to see if these things are so. Yeah. So it doesn't say they examine the scriptures weekly. Yeah. It's daily. Yeah. And so the importance of, you know, I think sometimes radio or teaching like I do and Doug does, like you do, it forces you to be in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We, I was at a, a Tuesday night study at my church last night that we, I haven't been able to be there for a little bit and we've had to take some time off because of folks uh, having various other things going on. But been going through R.C. Sproul's book, Essential Truths of the Christian Faith. And, Great book. and we were on some sec- the sections last night on the devil and demons and sin. And uh, I found myself commenting on a few things. And my comments were mainly coming from what we've been studying here in Mark. Yeah. In yeah. SWAT and on the radio, talking about the essential elements of the gospel from this summer yes, with, yes. with the discipleship gospel. Boy, did we beat that yeah. drum, didn't we? <laughs> and and talking about the Evangelion and talking about you know the gospel being much bigger when you look at it from the standpoint of that we are forgiven in order to be subjects in God's kingdom and and be under His reign and rule. Yeah. That that yes, we're we're forgiven by the work of Jesus and by a faith in Jesus and we're counted as righteous. And that's huge. Yes. But that was done in order for us to, to for God to allow entry, if you will, into his kingdom mm. and into his mm. family where mm. we can be his ambassadors yeah, yeah. and servants. And when you think about it that way, and we've talked about this so much that maybe unintentionally we've been guilty, all of us, right, of 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 talking about the gospel in an incomplete manner. But when you talk about it from the standpoint of moving from self-rule to coming under Christ's reign and rule, mm. which is a lifelong process of sanctification, by the way, right? Uh, yes, um, it is. Um, it, it changes the way, at least for me, the way I've thought about the gospel. It makes it much bigger than oh, just yeah. about my yeah. salvation, which is, of course, huge to me personally, but it's it's becoming part of a much bigger story and 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 understanding the hugeness of that story in a better way yeah no so, doubt no doubt anyway that's good well good. we are i know we're coming up on our first break we're going to be getting back into uh this week we, we've kind of been parked on the same text for a few weeks because speaking of doug pulling a lot out of a text you know he said four parts to this uh passage in mark 1 verses 14 to 20 where Jesus says, you know, it says Jesus was proclaiming the gospel, and then he it was uh, talking about the kingdom of God being at hand, repenting from sin, believing in him, believing in the gospel, and then following him. And so following him, that fourth element of what Jesus talked about in proclaiming the gospel is what we're kind of focused on today, or part four of the kingdom gospel. So we'll be talking about that's some more when we come back on SWAT Radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question, and we'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. 
We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Nicholas at 91.7. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Uh, Brad AJ knows this, but the last couple days with the Christmas music coming in and Brian and uh, Craig here, I got caught a couple times not paying attention, just listening to the Christmas music uh, and just singing along. And maybe even at one point (laughs) saying something to Brian, not realizing I was on the air. So (laughs) fortunately, it... uh, it was caught quickly. I, I anyway, love it. I anyway. love listening to this stuff. And yeah. uh, um, you know, before we get back to Mark, I, you and I were talking during the break. We we often talk in the first segment, or maybe a little into the second, about things going on in our culture and in the world. And I remember at one point, uh, you were I think on Fridays, you were trying to look up some good news stories, right? And <laughs> exactly. Have, have uh, uplifting uh, or good news stories because there's so much tough stuff. It's hard to find, let me tell you. In the world. And actually, I read this and just wanted to mention it. People could look it up and read about it. I just thought it was fascinating. This is kind of a, a terrible news, but some good news at the end of it and a very interesting story. It's a story about an experienced hiker, apparently, who went for a hike, uh, somewhere in Colorado, so in the Rockies, but a a hike apparently that he had made before, um, and he had his uh, Jack Russell Terrier with him, and he went missing, and they... they, The man. The man, and they didn't didn't find him. Uh, uh, They searched for him, never found him, and apparently um, gave up the search. It was close to 10 weeks. Oh, my word. And a hunter found the hiker's body, the man's body, 
that the Jack Russell Terrier was alive and still with the body. Unbelievable. And the, and the Terrier uh, weighed 12 pounds to start. So not a big dog. You right, know, it's, yeah. it, he, it's Eddie from Frasier. Right? Yeah, exactly. That was the yes. Jack Russell yeah, that's Terrier. that's correct. And um, the dog had lost half its body weight. It was six pounds. Oh, my but they But they speculate that the dog probably did hunt and kill a few things, mice or whatever. Mm-hmm. And also, not only did that, but avoided predators that are surely For in sure. those mountains, wolves. Especially and with the body being Mountain there. lions, exactly right. And so one of, the, one of the park rangers or rescuers said, if that dog could talk, he'd have quite a story wow. to tell. Mm. But I just thought that was an amazing story of the devotion, right? Yeah. And, and, and it speaks to God's creation, mm-hmm. that, that God... I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? But that God has this imagination that we can't plumb, begin to plumb the depths of. And when the Bible says that, you know, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has Mm -hmm. conceived of the things Mm -hmm. that God has in store Mm -hmm. for those who love him. I mean, we think about the beauty of this world and the things that just take our breath away. Well, what, what is waiting? Yeah. You know, yeah. and and again, I'm, that's a little off track here, but the story of the of that dog. I, so look it up. I'm sure you can find it online if you want to read more detail. But I just thought that was a, yeah. an incredible story. Yeah. And at least as hard as this was, of course, on the guy's family, that this guy he died. He had he, he got hypothermia. Is what oh, happened. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And 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 they say you know when you get hypothermia, you get disoriented. So even as an experienced hiker, he must have got turned around and. Wow. And anyway, but mm. but mm. but this dog it was returned to his family. So whatever family members were left behind, they got this dog back, and that's got to be an incredibly bittersweet thing. Wow. But uh, that's but incredible. Still an incredible story that the dog survived for ten weeks like incredible. that and didn't leave, didn't the side, leave yeah. the side of of his owner. So mm. Mm. anyway, um, we have as, as I said, we've been talking about Mark uh, for a few weeks now, chapter one verses 14 to 20. And Doug has kind of titled those lessons um, the kingdom gospel. And um, we've broken that into four parts, and we're on the fourth part now. Uh, and we took a week in there to talk about the importance of Israel, right, given yeah, what's going right, on there. Right. So it's kind of been a long time that we've been in this passage, but it's been really good and really important. And if those of you who listened over the summer and and heard us talk uh, about the the book, the discipleship gospel that we mentioned in the first segment, or the kingdom gospel. Much of that, uh, the author's uh, thoughts and writings in that book are centered on this passage in Mark, where it says that Jesus came into Galilee after the arrest of John the Baptist, proclaiming the gospel. And so that should put our uh, antenna up uh, that, okay, if Jesus was proclaiming the gospel, what comes next in the text is pretty important. Yes, Because exactly. this is the gospel according yep. to Jesus. Yep. And and what Jesus says there in the text, right after it says he's proclaiming the gospel of God, or the euangelion of God, right? We've talked a lot about that word euangelion, meaning a, a declaration or a, an announcement about the birth of it, used for the birth of a king, the coronation of a king, or uh, the, the, a major military victory of a king. And, of course, Jesus fulfilled all three of those things. Yeah. There was a, a euangelion by the angels when he was born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there mm-hmm. was uh, a euangelion by God the Father at his coronation, which yeah. was his baptism. Yeah. And God said, 
this is my son. Heaven tore open. What was that like? Yeah, right? exactly. And um, and then also, of course, we know Jesus at the cross won the battle uh, over over sin and over death and over Satan, which was first made. That Evangelion was first made by God the Father in Genesis three fifteen. Right in the beginning. That's right. So, um, Jesus said about the gospel that the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. <laughs> Repent and believe in the gospel. And then in verses uh, 16 to 20, he, it, that's the account of him calling the first disciples, Peter and Andrew and James and John, and, and how he really commanded them, follow me, and, and how they, they did leave their nets and followed him. And again, they knew of him, and they had spent time with him, so that wasn't just the first time they saw him and they just magically dropped their nets. They had a relationship with him. They were followers of John the Baptist. And so... We've been looking at what does it what does it Jesus mean by the kingdom of God? Um, what does he mean by repent? And we've gone over that what repentance is and what it isn't. It's not just a an acknowledgement of who Jesus is or a, or a desire to change your life circumstances, but it's a it's a surrendering your self rule to Jesus rule and trusting Him for forgiveness and righteousness, resulting in a changed life. It's a it's a total change of direction, change of heart, a change of behavior. And, and we emphasize the fact, Doug did, that there's no Christian life without repentance. Yeah, right? that's right. That's right. And then the third part was on believe, and we talked about that, that we're trusting the euangelion of, of God is that trusting that it is God forgives sinners through Jesus and takes them into his kingdom to be ruled and reigned over. Um, and that kingdom of God is anywhere where his will uh, and his rule uh, is obeyed, right? So, so those were the first three parts: uh, kingdom of God, repent, believe, and now we're on this section in Mark sixteen to twenty um, about following Jesus. So, Brad, that's a mouthful that I just gave by way of review, but uh, I think it's always important, if it, just especially if we have folks that haven't listened or, and, and just need to get caught up. That's where we're at uh, in this passage in Mark. Yeah, it's good. We uh, probably want to read the text uh, that we're in this week. Again, I think uh, that's always important uh, as we look at this. Mark chapter 1, I'll go ahead and read it, um, beginning in verse 16. It says, Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boats, in their boat mending the nets, verse 20, and immediately he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. Mm. You know, as I was reading that, David, I was reminded that when Doug and I first started radio, and I'd be interested to find out if I'm accurate here, I think the first week that we were on air, we we looked at this specific text, mm. this idea that when Jesus calls us to follow him, and he says, I, I'm going to, I will, I will make you. We don't make ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, in most of everything in life, you want to be a good golfer, you're going to have to do that on your own. That doesn't mean you don't have coaches and you don't have people giving you instruction. 
But think about anything that you do, you want to become good at. Most of it's you're mm-hmm. you're doing it yourself. You may have some help. But when it comes to fishing for men, when it comes to evangelizing, when it comes to discipleship, Jesus said, this is my job. Mm. I'm going to make you. We talked about this even today at SWAT was if your life doesn't look different today than it did a year, two years, 20 years, 40 years ago, then you have to examine yourself. Paul mm-hmm. says examine yourself to yeah. see if you're of the faith. doesn't mean you're perfect. Uh, we, we say it all the time. We're, we're, not, we're far from perfect, but we're following the one who is. Mm-hmm. And as a result of following him, our life is being sanctified. It is progressive sanctification. Yeah. Yep. And uh, this this idea of following Jesus and, and what motivates you, you know, what what is the what's the motivation we're going to look at? What's the cost? And then what are the benefits? Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, when you said that about about comparing human endeavors or things that we practice, or it's golf or any sport or becoming proficient in any other kind of human skill, right? It comes through teaching and practice, but we do a lot of the practicing on our own. Yeah. But Jesus right here, he says, I'll make you fishers of men. And, and it gives you, it, I think that gives new meaning and a new way to think about that we are the body of Christ. Yeah. He is working through his body, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that term body is not just this kind of abstract spiritual uh, term it's a literal term, right? If yeah. we belong to him and we are in him and he is in us, then he's working in his own body. That's right. To make us or make his own body fishers of men. Yeah, that's right. Right? That's and right. I, I, I never really thought about it that way. But, it, but. It, it, the, the connection, and you kind of talked about it, if we're in him, John right. 15, if, we're, right. if we are the branches, yeah. you know, if we are the vine, he is the branches. If we are connected... We're gonna make. We're gonna be fishers of men. Yeah. There's just no doubt about it. That's right. But if we're severed from that branch, uh, we're not gonna do That's anything. Right. That's right. But we're gonna take our break here at the bottom of the hour for the news on SWAT Radio, and we will be back on the other side to continue our discussion about following Jesus. Come on back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. In a daring raid, Israeli forces today entered the largest hospital in the Gaza Strip, discovering that Hamas terrorists have been using the building to disguise military operations. Yonatan alone of Jerusalem's All Israel News says the raid was a precision operation. The IDF announced that it had sent troops to the Shifa Hospital in the northern Gaza Strip in a precise and targeted operation against Hamas. The IDF team sent into the hospital consisted of medical teams and Arabic speakers who have undergone specified training with the intent that no harm is caused to the civilians being used by Hamas as human shields. Israeli and American sources say that during the hospital raid, troops encountered explosives and Hamas terrorist squads as well as tunnels underneath the hospital where Hamas fighters were hiding. Also at SRNnews.com, President Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping meeting face-to-face today in California. 
We anticipate that the leaders will discuss some of the most fundamental elements of the USPRC bilateral relationship, including the continued importance of strengthening open lines of communication and managing competition responsibly so that it does not veer into conflict. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. U.S. wholesale prices fell sharply last month as inflationary pressure continued to ease in the face of a year and a half of higher interest rates. The Labor Department is reporting that its producer price index, which measures inflation before it hits consumers, dropped five-tenths percent in October from September, biggest drop since April of 2020. On a year-over-year basis, producer prices were up 1.3 percent from October 2022. The Dow ahead 156 points. The Nasdaq is up 28. This is SRN News. This is Roger with The Truth Radio, and we're partnering with the Bible League International on Till the Whole World Knows, Bibles for the Nations. What did you pray for today? Good health, safety, maybe to meet a goal. Pastors and evangelists in the Middle East, Latin America, and Europe aren't praying for material blessings or for an end to the challenges they face. Instead, they're praying for God's Word so that believers there will be spiritually nourished and strengthened to live out their faith in these difficult parts of the world. Many of our brothers and sisters in Christ, half a world away, are without their own Bible. So let's send them God's Word today. Give one Bible for only $5 or 20 for $100, and you'll help the Truth Radio and the Bible League Reach our shared goal of sending 1,200 Bibles. Call 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-Y-E-S-W-O-R-D. Or click the Bibles for the Nations banner at ilovethetruth.com. There's major delays because of a crash on I-10 eastbound at Lane Avenue blocking two separate lanes. Also, not too far away, there's a multi-vehicle accident on I-10 eastbound between the 295 West Beltway and Lane Avenue blocking the left lane. Cloudy tonight, low 68. Thursday, cloudy with showers, high 72. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. And uh, what a great version of that mm. carol that is. Huh? Yeah, that's beautiful. That was re- That's really cool. I'd like to... Hey, Jay, let's go back and play that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, I don't think I've heard that version before. That's well, totally that, that's cool. the... Uh, is that the pentatonics, I think? Is it? Yeah, so. Doug, Doug and family like that group. They do. Yeah, they listen to the, yeah. the girls, love that group, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, it is pretty cool. I it mean, is. that's all Absolutely. vocals. It's all vocals. Absolutely. And, uh, something I can't do. <laughs> it's just another thing I cannot do is sing, much less make, no, make, make drum noises or something in my mouth. That's right. Well, we've been talking about uh, part four of the kingdom gospel here from uh, Mark uh, chapter one, verses 16 to 20, when Jesus calls his first disciples, and specifically this week looking at um, the call to follow Jesus. And uh, 
we read the passage and, and Brad was just talking a little bit about um, the fact that it says that Jesus says, I will make you become fishers of men, that we don't do that on our own. That is of him. And as part of his body, he is working through us. I always loved it in, uh, when we did Acts, right? Um, when Luke wrote Acts, he starts it off with to Theophilus and he says, and in my former book, in my previous mm-hmm. book, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach. Right. And the implication, of course, is he's continuing through his church, through the bride, through his body yep. um, to work. And so it is it is him working just as much as he worked when he was here physically. That's right. right. He's doing That's right. the same things. Yeah. And so Well, there's such a good transition here in that uh, the account of the calling of these first disciples clarifies that repenting and believing the gospel verse 15 Mm -hmm. should result in following in abandoning one's former life to follow jesus Mm. uh from then on yeah that's a good point uh, yep this this is really the appropriate response that mark uh, commended to his readers with these disciples example Mm, yeah and and one of the things doug pointed out is the word i i believe it's the Greek. I'm sorry if I'm wrong on that, but the word used for follow in the Greek is uh, duete. I may be pronouncing that wrong. D-E-U-T-E, which means come now. Mm-hmm. So there's an mm-hmm. immediacy to your point about if repenting and believing should result in an immediate following, right? No, no more hesitation. It doesn't, and again, doesn't mean that we don't have ups and downs in, in our following, but the direction should be yep. immediate and our mm-hmm. desire and intent should be immediate to, to follow him. So, yeah. um, and, and, you know, we talked about yesterday a little bit that, that when Jesus about the calling of his disciples, that 11 of the 12 disciples with the exception being Judas were from Galilee and five were from Bethsaida, this little town. And, you know, having been over there, you realize these these towns are small. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. He didn't mm-hmm. go to Jerusalem, right? Yep. Uh, there was a, obviously the religious leaders and were corrupt, and he didn't go to them. He went to a town that had a lot of Gentiles and was more more of a commerce and business type place than it was. Although although rabbis were trained, yes, we know in yeah. Galilee. Well, it's, it, you know, in in light of this, uh, that even the training aspect. You, you mentioned this earlier. You know, Simon and Andrew had met G- Jesus previously, and Mark stresses the urgency of Jesus's call and the immediacy of the disciples' mm-hmm. response. Right. You know, you think about it, normally uh, in that day, these young men who wanted to learn from a rabbi sought one out. They yeah. actually went to seek right. those rabbis out, but Jesus called them, mm-hmm. called Simon and right. Andrew to participate in an urgent task with him. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's, yeah. it, you know, you think about your, your favorite pastor, whether it's Doug or your pastor or whatever, you know, if he comes to you and says, Hey, I want you to come with me. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there's something great about that. Sure. Kind of, again, this, uh, discipleship mentor mentee mm-hmm. relationship and the importance of that. Yeah. And, uh, if you haven't seen it, I thought the chosen did a great job. The very good did job. a great job of, the calling of these disciples. Uh, and of course, a couple of the other gospels give a little more detail about, about, you know, the, the letting down the net and catching mm-hmm. the fish and all that. 
but the the series does a good job in portraying that i thought and again it's a tool it's not scripture yeah. Yeah. but it's a tool i think that helps us for me anyway really get my head around that these were real people doing right. real everyday things That's living right. their lives and and jesus comes along and interrupts all that and yeah. changes them so yeah. Yeah. so brad we mentioned that uh you know the first aspect of looking at following jesus is to look at, you know, what's our motivation for, for following. And uh, we're not going to read this whole passage because it's a long one, but it, it's familiar probably to our listeners. Uh, in Luke 7, verses 36 to 50, we have the account of Jesus dining at the Pharisee's house, and a woman who was a quote-unquote sinner uh, comes in, and it's the account of her anointing Jesus with with perfume and then wiping his feet, you know, washing his feet with her tears and mm-hmm. wiping his feet with her hair and, and, and kissing him and kissing his feet. And, um, and the Pharisee saying, thinking to himself, if, if, uh, he only knew what type of woman this was, you know, mm-hmm. why, why, if he knows, why would he be allowing this? And of course, Jesus knows exactly what he's thinking. And he tells the story or tells, asks the question and kind of like a mini parable about, uh, there were two, two people that owed a lender money, one owed 500 denarii and one owed five and the neither could pay and the lender canceled both debts and who would love him more. Mm. And the Pharisee answered, well, the one who owes him more money. And Jesus says, you've answered correctly. So his point was he who, he who is forgiven much loves much. Yeah. Right. And his point was, look, she knows who she is. Mm. She knows her condition. She knows, uh, she's, a sinner. And, and essentially he's saying to the Pharisee, and so are you, but you don't seem to recognize isn't, your condition. Isn't that interesting? I mean, this is a, uh, you know, so often we, we you know, you, you grow up uh, knowing Romans three twenty three, you know, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We can even recognize that, but man, I haven't sinned as bad as you, right? you know, when w- the reality is we don't, we don't recognize our own depravity mm. um, in a world that has just completely lost its ever-loving mind. Mm. It, it's we tend to think we're pretty good people, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but in reality, you know, this woman recognizes her depravity, yeah. and I think at some point that's that's what happens in conversion. Absolutely. Uh, and that's why the scriptures are one of the reasons they're so important. We don't go by what we think. We go by what God says. Mm. And what he says is there is no one righteous, no one who seeks after yeah. God. That passage that Paul, you know, writes in, in, in Romans, all, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That That's the reality. That's the truth. Not what we feel that, oh, maybe we're not, like you said, we're not that bad. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, but so much of the unbelieving world, that's how they would answer, right? That question. Well, how do you become right with God? Well, the good outweighs the bad and I'm really not that bad a person. And to say, I I was talking about this. I mentioned my group last night. I, I, I actually, we were talking about sin and this idea that, you know, can the worst sinners be forgiven? Well, Paul said he was the chief of sinners. Mm -hmm. And, And, um, I remember one line from a book by Philip Yancey called What's So Amazing About Grace. And that line is, if the gospel's not true for the worst serial killer, then it's not true for me. Hmm. 
And that's a hard thing to get your hands head around and a hard thing maybe for a lot of people to accept. But sin is sin. And I have broken God's laws and I am unable to save myself. And that is the reality of my condition. And it's no different than any other person who's ever lived. Whether you were a serial killer or whether you were a model citizen, right? You're in the same boat when it comes to being under God's wrath apart from Christ. Well, Paul makes it very clear in Ephesians 2. He says, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. You, you are following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air. You know, boy, he, he, that's some pretty harsh language mm. when in reality it doesn't say you had the flu. Right. Uh, you know, you, you were dead. Uh, we, Doug and I talk about it a lot. You, you were at the bottom. You were the, the scum, the cesspool in the bottom of the pond. Yeah. Uh, you were dead. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's not that Jesus just helps us out yeah. and throws us a life preserver. Exactly. We're not bobbing. Like Jack Turpin used to draw that little <laughs> illustration. We're not bobbing on the surface, and we just need a help back into the boat. Man. We're at the bottom of the ocean, dead as a doornail. Is that right? motivation? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's recognizing our condition, yeah. right? Yeah. We're going to take our last break of the day on SWAT Radio and come uh, right back after this break. Give us a call at 844-777-7928. And we'll be right back on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is under. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual warriors and spreading his truth. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program, that is WTRJFM, Orange Park, Jacksonville, WAYL St. Augustine, WATY, Folkston, listener support, the truth, SWAT radio on the truth, the Florida, Georgia Truth Network. Listen in Orange Park at 91.7. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and never appeared and the soul felt its worth the thrill of hope 
Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Glad you're with us here on SWAT Radio. And uh, just had a call from from Doug during the break. Doug is up. Do you, I don't know the name of the place that he's at, but he's teaching uh, and and ministering at basically at a shooting school. Right? Yeah, I think he's and he's doing some training. Yep. I think for himself. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's doing he's doing well. You, I just had him on speaker. So. Uh, yep. Always, always good. Just heard from our our good friend Tim Carter, um, who uh, just, just I love when we get text. And by the way, uh, SWATradio.com. If you have questions, comments, you can email me at Brad at SWATradio.com, Doug at SWATradio.com. You can, if you have a question, send that to Ask at SWATradio.com. But it's always good to get texts and emails from you guys who are out there tuned in. Um, and, uh, Tim sent a message that Paul, Paul was always in the word. We were talking about the, just the, the importance of being in the word. Even, even right before his death, he asked Timothy to bring his papers, mm. which is believed to be the scrolls from the old Testament. Yep. And, uh, anyway, yeah. Second Timothy four thirteen. when you come, be sure to bring the coat I left with Carpus and Troas. I also bring my books and especially my papers. Mm. You know, is, is that the way we view god's word and uh, i kind of dealt with that a little bit today in the in the teaching yeah but uh, you know i think this idea of e- even as we're talking about following jesus uh it's you know we, we talk about the recognition of our own condition uh, but a recognition of jesus's authority and mercy his authority is his word and uh you're never going to come. You're never going to be a true follower of Christ if you're not submitted to that authority. Mm-hmm. And I know we're going to look at Colossians one. Yeah, if you want to read that text, yeah, I think so it's such an important. It is, and and so to your point, uh, first point about motivation is a recognition of our condition as a helpless sinner. But what does the Bible say? I know I, I, it's in Isaiah. I'm not going to have the exact reference, but. The sacrifices of God are a, a contrite spirit and a broken heart. That's right. And that the woman in that example in Luke, boy, she was a great example of a contrite heart. She knew who she was. Second piece is what you just said, a recognition of who Jesus is, his sovereignty overall, uh, along with his authority and mercy. And this is from Colossians 1, I guess, uh, 15 to 19, and then verse 22 he being Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation for by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him, all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And then uh, verse 22, it says, He has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. Boy, that's a pretty complete list. (laughs) A list is the wrong word. That's a pretty complete description of the power and authority of Jesus. All things were created through him and for him. Uh, He has dominion over all thrones and rulers or authorities. 
He's the firstborn from the dead in everything he might be preeminent. Do you think that's motivation? He is the fullness of God. Mm. The fullness of God was pleased to dwell in him. Is that motivation to yes. to follow him and be obedient? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and yet we we want to find every way to skirt that authority. Sure. You know, yeah. in the world we're living in, it's like this whole idea of coming under uh the 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 sovereign will of god listen if he loves us you know you you think about what would a would a father give a a son a you know a rock listen he loves us he has a plan for us and it's a good plan Mm. and yet we still want to do our own thing that self-rule oh, man. creeps back in, yes. and uh, and 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 what does the Bible say? The way of the transgressor is hard. It's hard. When it's we hard. And, and Jesus says, "My yoke is easy and my burden is light." You know, when we obey and follow, one of the you know we'll get to benefits. But one of the benefits is just that it doesn't mean we won't suffer persecution and trials. We do as That's believers. Right. That's right. But but life is so much better when we are obedient to the one who deserves our obedience and allegiance. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, and I, you know, I think about that passage and Jesus came the first time, right? It, the Doug has talked about the theme of Mark is he came as a, a suffering servant as mm-hmm. the servant Messiah. Yeah. But he's not coming that way the next time. That's right. And he's not That's reigning right. that way. Now he, yeah. he still is, the suffering servant. It doesn't mean that that's gone. That's what he did. And that's who he, mm-hmm. who he was, who in a big part of who he is, but he's coming back on the, as the rider on the white horse. Yeah. yeah. And he's coming back as this, as the, the, the being that is described mm-hmm. here in Colossians. Mm-hmm. And I, I've often thought there's only two possible reactions to seeing Jesus. Uh, sheer joy or absolute terror. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There, there yeah. can be no middle ground when he comes back. You know, you must so- have read my notes from today <laughs> because I said at the end, am I amazed or afraid mm. of God's power? Right. Am I comforted or terrified by God's judgment? If you're terrified, give us a call. Yeah. You should be comforted. Uh, because as you look at the motivation to follow Christ, it, number one, our condition, man, I am not, I can't lead myself. I mean, my, I am, I am a disaster waiting to happen if I am subject to my own desires, mm-hmm. my own desires. And that's, that's this motivation is that you recognize not only am I dead in my trespasses and sin, but I have no hope in and of and by myself Mm -hmm. uh, on my own. And yet Mm -hmm. this idea of our motivation to follow Christ is a recognition of Jesus's authority and mercy. Right. He is able (laughs) and he extend, he is extending mercy to Mm -hmm. us. We need mercy so bad. Now is the time of salvation. Yes. Now is the day of salvation. Seek him while he can be found. And it is the kindness of God that leads to repentance. Yes. 
And 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 thirdly, this recognition that only he can bring peace to our chaos. Mm. What a motivation to follow yeah. Christ. Right. Uh, I mean, all those that our condition, uh, his authority, his mercy, and the reality that only he can bring peace to the chaos of my life. Yeah. Right. He tells the woman there in Luke, in that passage in Luke, the woman who came to him and anointed him and and washed his feet with her tears. He tells her, your sins are forgiven. Go in peace. Go in peace. Right. We can't have peace in our lives. We can't have peace with God. And ultimately, there'll be no peace within us. That's right. That's People right. can talk about the freedom and the peace they have all they want, but they don't really have that if they yeah. don't have Jesus, yeah. if they are not, if they don't belong to him and if they're not following him. I was, you'll appreciate this. Uh, I was listening yesterday, uh, coming back into town, a podcast done by a ministry called Toolbox Lunch. And it was an interview last week at Houston Country Club with Teddy Scott. You know who Teddy Scott is? He is the caddy for Scotty Scheffler. For Scotty Scheffler. Teddy's a follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. And he was in this one segment of the of the podcast. He was talking about, um, you know, when he's been on, he's been caddying on two for 24 years. Mm-hmm. He's been he's been on some good bags, yeah. as we call it. Yep. Bubba Watson, Scotty Scheffler, uh, Paula Azinger, mm-hmm. Grant Waite, uh, you know, some really solid players. But he's, he's been around these guys who are making – just an incredible amount of money. Mm. And uh, he talks about this one call he gets from Bubba Watson. And literally, he's looking at his phone, and he doesn't recognize the number, which is not unusual for some of these guys. They they don't want their numbers to be out. But mm-hmm. this is his you know, this is his, his player. Right. And, and the first statement he says, and this is, not, this is just shortly after Bubba won the, the Masters, mm-hmm. he said, is this all there is? Mm. Is this the point? Mm. You know, it doesn't matter all the things you can fill your life with. They will never give you the peace yeah. that Christ gives us. Right. And that's probably, if I had to say, the, the greatest motivation in my life. I've had and I've had not. Mm-hmm. You know, where Paul says, I've learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. Of course, we love to use this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In other words, I can stand up in the midst of whatever circumstances I'm in, whether I got a lot, whether I've just won the masters, or whether I'm wondering where my next meal is right. coming from. Right. The peace that comes from following Christ, oh, my word. Yep. It, it is so good. Yep. So good. I, uh, <clears throat> This is going to be kind of a weird analogy, but I had the procedure about a week ago that every everyone over 50 or whatever just loves. I'll leave it at that. Right? I, I got it. I okay. had that one. <laughs> and, um, and you know, I, I'm fa- it's my third time doing it, and, and it's I'm fascinated by the anesthetic that they give you puts you out so quickly. That's some good stuff. And it just, you go to sleep, and then the next thing you know, you're opening your eyes. And And I know this is a big stretch, but it, made me think a little bit about death and about dying. And I mm-hmm. thought, you know, that's got to be that we, 
that we go off. And I know people suffer. I'm not getting into all that. But the moment of death has got to be just like drifting off like that to sleep. And then, and then I opened my eyes in recovery, and everything was there. It's bright. Mm-hmm. But we open our eyes, and, and, and we see Jesus. Amen. And isn't that a peaceful thought mm. when thinking about, mm. about death? Now, maybe that's the first time an analogy's been used for that medical procedure and waking up in heaven. <laughs> but uh, we'll maybe uh, delve into that a little more tomorrow. <laughs> hey, great to have you back in the studio. Good and, to uh, be back. We will be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening on SWAT Radio. Have a great rest of your day. See you tomorrow.